Jason Sobel is a golf writer for Action Network, and we got the Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, which PJ's been over here just giddy jumping around. He is he's like a little kid when it comes to golf. Jason, I'm so fired up, He is so pumped. And we know, too, you live, what, 10 minutes from Bay Hill, so you could probably give us about as intricate of a layout of the course as you possibly can. I certainly can. Good evening, guys. Great to be on with you. Uh, My favorite, one of my favorite stories, yes, I live about 10 minutes away. Last year, I was tweeting about best commute of the year this is going to be great halfway there i hit construction got rerouted it took me like 45 minutes to get there i was like yeah there's karma for you i was talking all about how it's an easy commute but now nah, this is one of the best weeks of the year not just for me but on the pga tour and it's gonna be tough it's sort of like a florida u.s open this week yeah and jason the api is usually always a, a really good event but obviously now it's an elevated event so all the big names are playing And what makes this week so fascinating is the big three have so many storylines surrounding them. Rahm's the hottest Mm -hmm. golfer in the world. Scheffler's the defending champion at Bay Hill. And then Rory has the best course history amongst these guys. So between those three, if you had to pick who was going to have the best week, who would you take? Boy, I keep getting this question. Everyone keeps asking me this question about the top three. You know, there's like 117 other golfers in this field, but no, I get it. Uh, Look, I don't want to bet against John Rahm at all, like ever, but he's got the lowest odds in this field. And so I guess if this is a sort of a three ball matchup bet that I'm fading Rahm, I, I just have a sense that even though T to green, he's really, really good. Maybe uh, not even maybe he is the best in the world right now with three wins already this year. Bermuda greens have been Superman's kryptonite over the last few years. He's still out of his 10 career PGA tour wins. None of them have come in the state of Florida, and I, I think only one or two on Bermuda Greens themselves. So, uh, Rom's the fade, a very, very cautious fade if I had to. Rory's got great course history. I'm going to go with Rory over Scheffler, and this is largely because of tee times. Friday is supposed to be very windy. It's going to be windy all day, but I think it's going to be tougher for the afternoon wave just because hot and windy is going to bake out these greens. These greens are going to get super fast and firm by Friday afternoon. So I'm taking the guy with the late Thursday tee time, early Friday tee time. Yeah, let's talk, Jason, just about this this course in general and how you're using that to sort of handicap who you think is, is the best bet. Yeah, so I've got a few players. I've broken them down in tiers from the top tier. If we're just talking outrights. Look, we've had three designated or elevated events so far on the PGA Tour this season. They've been won by John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, and John Rahm. So you don't probably want to go too far down the board when we're talking about trying to play long shots at one of these events that includes all the big boys. I'm looking near the top, not right at the top, but near the top. The three guys that I like best, and I'll have at least two of the three. Victor Hovland came in second here last year. Shot 69-66 the first two rounds. Then followed up with a 74-75, which sounds really bad. But remember, the conditions were brutal on the weekend last year. He still finished in a share of second place, like I said. Will Zalatoris, who's probably my favorite play on the board outright. He's been dealing with an injury. Says he won't be 100% for another month or so. That said, he was fourth place at Riviera just two weeks ago. I think he's closer to 100% than maybe he even thinks. Great ball striker, and oh, by the way, he's actually putting pretty well. I know a lot of people like to make fun of his putting stroke. He's actually gained strokes on the greens in six straight events. And then Matt Fitzpatrick, my other guy from the top tier, he's about plus 3,500 right now. 
Fitz has finished in the top 10 here each of the last four years. And hey, remember when we say this is like a Florida U.S. Open, the guy that won the U.S. Open last year in tough conditions is Matt Fitzpatrick. So I'm not going too far off the board with him. Yeah, how does the, you know, the Bermuda, because it's just a very different thing. You know, you got Kakuya and Poana, very different surfaces than, say, Bermuda. Uh, how do you use that? Like, who, who typically, besides the players that you just mentioned, plays the best on Bermuda? Yeah, so I'm looking at the guys who year over year tend to play well in these Florida events. And I think because we had a field at the Honda last week that didn't include most of the big names, didn't yeah. include most of the guys that we're going to talk about here, I think you go back to, all right, California, the West Coast swing, we can kind of forget about it a little bit. This is almost like a different season once they come to Florida because you're right, there are players who play really well on the West Coast swing, get to Florida, and can't figure out the Bermuda Greens. And then there's the opposite. Then there's the players who get over here to Florida and all of a sudden things start to work a little bit better for them. Uh, look, Rory McIlroy, who I talked about, he has figured things out here on the Bermuda Greens. He tends to like it a little bit better over here. That said, I'm actually uh, looking at guys who are just great tee to green. I'm looking at ball strikers this week. There's going to be a whole lot of two butts for par at Bay Hill this week. And so I'm looking for guys who can just get it in the fairway, get it on the greens, going down my list a little bit further in the mid-tier. Keegan Bradley, really nice track record here. He's made the cut each of the last 10 years, 10th and 11th the last two years. Tommy Fleetwood, who's had sort of a slow start to the season, but 20th place two weeks ago at Riviera. He's another guy that should be a good course fit. And then Gary Woodland. We haven't heard or seen much from Gary Woodland over the last couple of years, but again, another player who's won a U.S. Open, knows how to play well on tough golf courses. He, too, has a nice track record at Bay Hill. Talking to Jason Sobel, BetMGM tonight. So we've talked about some long shots. We've talked about you know, Wills Alatoris possibly winning. We've thrown out those names. But what about names that we should be looking at for top 10, even top 25 finishes, a little bit farther down the board and where we could find some value there? Yeah, so I'll give you a few guys here. First on my list is Christian Bezadenhut. Don't ask me to spell it. I can barely <laughs> say it. It's taken me a while to get there. But uh, this guy is a very good golfer. He, in fact, is a member at Bay Hill. He was actually uh, practicing in Arnie's old spot on the right side of the driving range today, right in front of where we were doing our Sirius XM radio show throughout the afternoon. And this guy's, uh, he's good tee to green. He's really good around the greens and on the greens. And so each of the last three years, he has finished in the top 20 at this event, never been outside of it. So that to me seems like a pretty good top 20 play right there on Bezayden Hoot. I also go to a guy, look, if I'm going way down the board, like I said, I'm probably not playing a whole lot of long shots outright, but if I am, if I want a little sprinkle further down the board, I want a guy who's first of all in form, secondly, who can play in some wind, and thirdly, has won against big boy fields in the past. To me, the guy that checks all those boxes is Danny Willett, the past Masters champion. Look, obviously has done it before. He's from England. He's played in wind all over the place. Fast and firm shouldn't bother him too much. He's also been 18th and 29th in his last two starts, so starting to show a little bit of form as well. He's 200, 250, maybe you can even find him 300 to 1 in a few books still. I think that's a pretty good number just to take a chance on a guy with really big odds. Jason, what about golfers to fade? I'm mm. surprised that Morikawa is tied for the fifth shortest odds. No doubt he's one of the best players, but especially with the weather forecast and the mm. wind picking up, as you know, he, he's not one of the best players in the wind. He could be 
guy I might take a little shot at to miss the cut. Any other players who are some big names that you think could struggle this week? So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there on Morikawa, although when we're talking about the top and the elite players out there, they can play well anytime, place. What I would look for right now, especially if you're looking at fade guys and matchup bets, if you can find a player who goes out early Thursday, late Friday against a guy that you like a little better who's late Thursday, early Friday, again, I think those tee times and those draws are going to have a pretty big impact on the leaderboard going into the weekend. I think that might be the way to play it. I can look through it. I don't have the all the tee times memorized here yet, but I, I would look at some of those guys who are early and then late, who Friday afternoon are going to be dealing with, I'm telling you, really brutal conditions. Wind gusts forecasted up to 43 miles an hour on Friday afternoon. Um, as far as other top players, Tom Kim is a guy who just hasn't impressed me lately. He's been outside the top 25 in three of his last four starts. I love the kid. He's a great talker. He's great for the game. He's just not playing great right now. I'm going to fade him until he proves otherwise for us. And then Hideki Matsuyama, another guy that maybe not quite at the top of the board. He's right around 50 to one right now, but he's a high ball hitter. And some of these guys that hit the ball really high in these wins are going to have trouble. Look for the guys who have a little trage, as Tiger likes to say, in their games. Ricky Fowler, another guy who can flight his ball. Ricky has no problem hitting a six iron from 130 and getting it to stop on a dime. Those are the type of players that I'm looking for, not the guys who hit it sky high every time. Jason, sometimes I like to just get in and get out. You know what I mean? Like, just leader, first day, especially considering your handicap on some of these early tee times. I'm looking at Thursday tee times, and the best player that I can kind of see Hoagie. Hoagie has what? A 7.55 tee time. I'm looking at what? Plus 1,100 to be top five after day one, 66 to one to be leader after day one. What do you think about that one? That's my guy. I took him this week. He's my first round leader nice. play. I had my fingers crossed. I write my preview column every week on Monday morning before the tee times are released. They're usually not released till midday on Tuesday. And I said, look, I reserve the right to change my mind if Tom Hoagie has an afternoon tee time, but as long as he's playing in the morning, I love him for a first-round leader play, and he is. He's broken 70 in 7 of 12 opening rounds so far this season. He's a guy that tends to start, start hot, and maybe a guy that's got a little motivation because last year he started with a 78 here. I think he changes that, turns things around, a little 65-66, could get Ooh, the job done on Thursday 66 morning. 66-1, folks. Mm. Jason, real quick, got about 30, 40 seconds left. Do you think we see Tiger next week? Do you think he plays an event before the Masters or, or no? I have been saying for the past week that, yes, I would be more surprised if he doesn't play than if he does. I think he plays. That said, his caddy, Joe LaCava, was on PGA Tour Radio yesterday, and Joe said he would be more surprised if Tiger plays. He doesn't think it's going to happen. So I would take his word for it over mine, but I still think there's a good chance we see him next week. Uh, Tiger is always an adventure in his status and his health, but we always always good for golf to have him out there. Jason Sobel, Action Network. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks Jason. Great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me.